0: I'm loath to get that information out. I recall back in late 90s, early 2000s, the internet communities were really starting to grow, and people were connecting. But it was always in the back of your head, like I have no idea who this person is, so don't get too involved. And then there's always those couple people that get to way too involved and decide to reveal themselves, like their real self, to the people. And sometimes it actually worked out, like they started dating or whatever. And I remember thinking. The amount of trust you must have had to take those steps to reveal all that information about yourself. Like, that's nuts. I still don't believe that actually
1: really happened. That's just nuts. I don't believe that online dating has ever worked
0: and, and succeeded.
1: I know people claim it has. I don't believe it.
0: There's a lot of evidence that shows that it does something. I'm not going to say success, but a lot of people have found others through online or apps. I hesitate to call Tinder an online dating.
1: That's not dating. That's just...
0: That's hook-up. Cool, yeah, it's yeah.
1: not. <laughs> So, Jeff, uh, I had a, a question for you, and I wanted to kind of tease an idea apart, if, if you wouldn't mind, on the difference between then and now. Oh, that's all? Yeah, that's all. Really? Yeah. Okay. So, what are your thoughts? Are we going
0: to narrow this down? Can you give me a couple of constraints, constraints before we begin the discussion? Yeah,
1: I guess I guess I can do that. So, culture. How about that? How about that as a constraint?
0: Do you need a a little bit more? If you want to talk history, I've studied a lot of history, and we could just fill hours of a podcast with history, but I don't think that's what this
1: podcast is about. It could be. Hey, man, we can make this podcast about turtles if we want.
0: Mm, Okay, we could,
1: yeah. We might have to do that someday.
0: But I think you have a specific thing in mind, and rather than playing 20 questions, why don't you just go ahead and tell me?
1: Because maybe I like 20 questions. But for the sake of, of your sanity, I will tell you. Privacy on the internet. Oh there's a very big difference between, as I said, then and now
0: um yeah, actually, yes, yes, there is. I
1: think when you and I first got on the internet, obviously that was the before time, and there was in sort of a general understanding that you didn't use your real identity on the internet. you did not tell people your real name because there were crazy people on the internet that's what I always heard you know there was a it wasn't we were one just of for privacy, but it was also for security because, you know, those crazy people—you didn't want them knowing where you were, where you lived, those things. This obviously changed drastically at some point. Um, obviously, the the rise of social media had an impact, but something happened the other week that kind of really to me, was the starkest example of how much this has shifted. I was spending time with a friend and he wanted to get something from a lady that he had found on Facebook that had something that she was, it was a fruit type, some type of fruit that she had grown that she was giving away.
0: Like, like off the marketplace?
1: Yeah, off the marketplace. So he sent her a message or whatever, however that thing works, and she just sent him her home address. No. And he's like, okay, so this is where she lives. Oh, no. This is where we no, need to go. No, no, no,
0: no, no,
1: no. Yeah, is exactly. So I was like, wait, what? She, what? And he's like, yeah, she, so this is her address. I'm like, what? She gave you her home address? I would be like, how did you get the address? He's like, yeah, did you stalk right. her? He's like, no, she just, she just gave it to me. And I'm like, she doesn't want to like meet at a gas station or a convenience store or someplace else. At, Cause like, she doesn't know who we are. He goes, well, you know, this is her, her home address. She told me to come knock on her door so sure enough that's what we did we drove to our house and he got out and went up and knocked on the door and then she came out and she gave him the, the fruit and and i'm just sitting there in the car thinking this is weird like this lady knows nothing about us and she just casually here's where i live and
2: that is bizarre that doesn't compute for, for me. my opinion no it doesn't for me either i can't there's things that i would like to sell that are
0: kind of like like a, a guitar amp, maybe. It's too heavy to trivially move, and you're not really going to be able to test out a guitar amp at a gas station or something. So that would mean someone will have to come to the house. I haven't sold them because I don't want people coming to the house. I don't want to reveal where I am. Technically, it's a matter of public record, but I don't want to connect online identities to physical location. I mean, I, I've i revealed that I live in the Dallas area, and people that know me from conferences might know a little more detail than that, but that's really just about all I say. You know, I'm from the Dallas area. so. I can't envision volunteering to a complete stranger my address like that. I just, I like you're saying, it does not compute, and that's probably a holdover from that earlier era. Like I still, to this day, I am loath to get that information out. I recall back in late '90s, early 2000s, the internet communities were really starting to grow, and people were connecting. But it was always in the back of your head, like, I have no idea who this person is, so don't get too involved. And then there's always those couple people that get way too involved and decide to reveal themselves like their real self to the people. And sometimes it actually worked out, like they started dating or whatever. And I remember thinking, the amount of trust you must have had to take those steps to reveal all that information about yourself, like, that's nuts. I still
1: don't believe that actually really happened. That's just nuts. I don't believe that online dating has ever worked and, and succeeded. I know people claim it has, I don't believe it. There's a lot of
0: evidence that shows that it does something. I'm not going to say success, but a lot of people have found others through online or apps. I hesitate to call Tinder an online dating.
1: That's not dating. That's just...
2: That's hookup. Yeah, it's yeah. knocking boots. <laughs> right. but I, I, Returning to your, your premise, privacy is
0: something that once you give it up, you can never get it back. And we are being trained or have been trained that things on the internet are free if you give up your information. So I think, honestly, a lot of people are just trained like, yeah, okay, here you go. And that training extends to one-on-one encounters like this situation you just described. She probably... I don't want to casket this person, but the fact that she gave her address up so trivially, so easily, says that she would probably do the same thing anytime some online form asks for it. Like, if, if an online form asks for my address, I'm like, I don't think I need this thing. Unless it's like I'm filling out doctor's intake papers or something, like it's mandatory. But if I have to fill out my address for something, I'm, I'm seriously rethinking whether I need to do it. I mean, I can't get that information back.
1: That's why you get one I of give those like, uh, boxes in Nevada. Right. Like where they just forward everything to you. Right. So you always give that address out. And it's in another state, so if anybody goes to Nevada looking for you, they're not going to find you. How much does that cost? Uh, it doesn't cost too much. I think I would want to go somewhere closer than Nevada. Well, no, no. Like, you don't ever need to go there. I'm not talking about, like, a mail depot place in your neighborhood. It's, it's like, this is a business where they have mailboxes, air quotes, where you, that's your address, you get mail there. They will then forward that mail to wherever you are. Okay. So, for instance, my, uh, my Russian buddy, he has it for his American business. He has a nevada address that everything goes to and then they mail him to moscow any paperwork that comes there okay so that makes sense it's literally his it doesn't matter where it is literally his address where he that he pays for it's just all the mail goes there and then they bundle it up like once a month or whatever and then send it to him so i mean you could do the same thing just have one of those
0: yeah I really struggled with this or, when I was setting up the LLC a couple years ago. Or if you're, so this would have been useful to know.
1: If it's just an online form, you can put it in 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, and you know, right?
2: Um, or like Wrigley Field, or something. just something iconic. Same thing for like birthdays.
0: I don't ever put in my real birthday. I'll get kind of close-ish, but I'm a couple years off and a couple
1: a month off, and. It's the first day of the month. The problem with that is a lot of places are using, like, your birthday for, like, identity confirmation if you lose your password. Yeah. And then if you put in something random, it's like, crap, what did I set the birthday to on this account?
0: I think I've naturally settled into something that's no longer random. Like, I, I tend to pick the same date. So that's, like, my new fake birthday. So generally high uh, chance that it's that one. And if it's not, then it's very close to that. So I'll be like, yeah, I gave a fake one. And it's on or right around this date, if I have to tell somebody about it. I remember back in like 2003, I foolishly signed up for an AOL. We had a problem with the ISP, they cut us off, non payment or something. And so I was like, I'll just, I need internet for the last month of the semester. So I'll just sign up for this 45-day trial from AOL. And I put all fake information in. And then when I called up to cancel, I couldn't do it because I couldn't remember the fake information I gave him. And I went through, like, three rounds of, of escalations of people trying to help me until finally someone broke protocol, because they actually looked at the name, and the name I gave them was Reclusive Turkey. So nice. there's no way on God's green earth I was going to guess that. And she looked at it and recognized that, as I'm explaining, like, I made up a name. I don't remember what the name is. I'm sorry. And she figured out, okay, yeah, he, this is not a joke. He really did this. And finally got it canceled for me. So it can be taken too far. Yeah. But that's just, that's always my natural inclination. Disinformation.
1: I really hated putting information on LinkedIn. Well, see, that's the other question. Is there's, well, it's not really a question, but the other aspect is then when people actively put out false information about themselves online, that's done far less.
2: Oh, I've never done that.
1: Oh, you haven't?
2: No. Oh. Never. Okay. I have never done that. Yeah. Well, we should, we should talk about that someday because that's, that's fun. I totally didn't just sip tea.
1: Yeah. Um, okay. But getting back to one of the things you said about people being, you know, just carefree or I forget exactly how you worded it, but that was Cavalier, cavalier.
0: That's the word I would use.
1: The funny thing is people are more worried about safety in the world now than they were then. That's backwards. Like, think about it. Well, I don't know how you grew up in Texas. I mean, you know, you're not in civilization, so maybe it's different there. But where I grew up on the... East, I grew up outdoors. Where I grew up on the East Coast, like when it was weekend, I would leave the house in the morning. I wouldn't come home until evening. Yeah, that's how I lived. And I'd be I'd be with friends. We'd be somewhere around town. We would just go play, do whatever, take care of ourselves. Dude, that would never happen today. No, it wouldn't. It doesn't. Because people are like, oh, do you, you can't do that because that's unsafe. Something's going to happen. So it's like, while at one point people look at the world and go it's more unsafe you can't have you know kids for instance like i said can't have freedom to go kind of explore and hang out and do their own things at the same exact time they're taking the complete inverse aspect of oh here's some random person online i'm just gonna give them my home address
0: because they're an adult and it seems rational and they don't understand the risks there's a lot more to it but i just i'm thinking as a person who's rational and decides to get that information out, either they just don't recognize the risks, like what can they do with this?
1: Okay, but then why do they let their kids or, sign up online with all these social media accounts and blast everything about who they are, where they are, where they live, what school they go to, their friend groups, and all this?
0: Because I don't have a good answer to like, that. I don't understand that thinking. You're
1: not allowing your kid go to park by themselves, but you're going to allow them to post what school they go to and pictures of their house online for the entire world to see. Maybe I have it backwards. Maybe
0: they think those are known dangers. But going your kid going to the park by himself or herself has got unknown dangers.
1: So your local community dangers. is unknown danger. The internet and the rest of the world is a known danger. Is that what you're saying?
0: I This
1: is not my point of
0: view. I am trying to put myself... Yeah.
1: But I'm saying, that's what I'm saying. Are you, is that what you're trying to do, is say? They think maybe. I
0: think that, yeah, that's, I guess that's what I'm trying to say. That seems absurd, but the human mind has an incredible ability to rationalize even absurd things. And somehow we have rationalized this danger away. So let's be fair. You and I grew up in this era where things were dangerous on the internet, and we may be overstating the danger of sharing information on well, the internet.
1: So I would actually say the internet wasn't as dangerous then. Yeah, I agree. Than what it is now, I agree.
0: because it was more prank driven. If, if something was going to happen to you, it was going to be a prank more so than like yeah. actual damage, right? Someone was going to print something out of your printer that you left exposed or, or something,
1: right? By nature of just the volume of people, like yeah, there were there were weirdos on the internet, but realistically, what that weirdo was going to be able to do was very small. Yeah. Nowadays, one weirdo with motivation can utterly ruin someone's life.
0: Yeah, actually.
1: Let alone you get a bunch of weirdos together that all think it's funny and decide that they want to do it.
0: Well, how many communities now have, like, anti-doxing policies? So it's very clear that there is a a, a clear
2: delineation, or attachment of reveal personal information about yourself and danger. Right? So, I I don't understand how you can rationalize that. I guess, so the person who's in a community where doxing
0: is... A dangerous thing, I would have to guess, would be more loath to give the information out than someone who's not. This lady here we're, we're talking about, I would have to guess that she's not involved in any of the communities where people are particularly aggressive. We'll just put it that way. Something awful, 4chan. Some of the subreddits, you know, there's, there's
1: all kind of... Yeah, well, you don't have to be on 4chan for 4chan to come after you.
0: That's correct. I know, I know. But any, any of the chans are... Again, you know, there's those, the darker places of the internet where, yeah, if you're dumb and you reveal information about yourself, you're going to get attacked because they find that fun. I would have to guess the people that go there know better than sharing the information. People that don't go there don't learn those lessons as strongly. But it's still just... I really struggle to empathize with people that just freely give out their information. This has been my stance for since I was growing up, since the internet became a thing. And having done some security stuff and seeing how easy it is to take information that is published and turn it into actionable attack information, for lack of a better way to put it, I, I just can't bring myself to share that stuff casually. And I, you know, I long maintain on that topic, and I think I've stated it before, if someone has a grudge against you or wants to attack you and wants to get it into your house or your accounts or something, they will find a way in. You can't stop them. But you can stop the casual people and the opportunistic people by being careful. So that's kind of the stance I take. And I see people that don't take that stance. And I think, well, I couldn't be that way, but more power to them. Especially painful when you see them living, I don't have a good way to put this, living a richer life because they're plugged into a lot of things that you're choosing not to be because the danger of revealing information. Like this is, this happened more in the late 2000s and early 2010s as Reddit kind of spilled over into real life and became mainstream.
1: Yeah, the downfall of civilization. And people were actually... Reddit becoming mainstream.
0: Yeah, Reddit, Facebook. Facebook kind of became mainstream before Reddit. But, you know, organizations now organizing things and events through Facebook, right, which we've griped about before. And not only does that make it a mandatory, you must be a part of Facebook to be a part of this community, it also normalizes that sharing of information frankly. So going back to something I said earlier, I think that a lot of people have just been trained that it's okay to get that information up. And maybe it's never been demonstrated to them how dangerous that is. And again, it could be that we're overstating the danger. Frankly, we should probably debate that. Like, are, are we, are our particular stances on privacy too severe? Could, could, you think it could take an opposite so, position?
1: As we're two people who put our opinions on the internet. No. <laughs> Right. Uh, because, you know, yeah, I'm not really keen to do that either. People that strongly disagree are going to want their strong disagreements to be made known. And there are people who ex- That's true. have and I don't think it's any of our current listeners, uh, but you know, we put these on the internet. They're on the internet forever. So 5 years from That's right. Right, 5 years from now somebody might listen to an episode and get really pissed off about something and decide that they just cannot let that stand. And, you know, then they go looking and they have the untold last two decades of three decades of material online to try to search through. Now, that's a lot,
0: granted. Yeah, 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 that is a lot.
1: But it it could happen. And in the U.S., we, we don't have the uh, right to be forgotten laws that the EU has.
0: Yeah, I don't think we'll ever get that too profitable. Silicon Valley will never allow it.
2: I
1: also
0: think there's something we might be neglecting here. There's the obvious generational differences. So this lady, what was the age of this lady you talked about earlier?
1: She was probably in her 50s. Okay, so Gen X.
0: Okay. There's some interesting generational differences in how we approach technology. Gen X and boomers and the silent generation before them, however few of those remain, they didn't grow up with computers. Computers were introduced into their lives when they were already
2: late teens or adults or middle age. So computers showing up kind of was... It was a disruption to their normal. So there, I think, people that embrace the technology after
0: the fact probably have a radically different approach than people that grew up on the internet, like Zoomers today. You know, they've all... They've only ever known the internet as it is now, basically tons of captive walled gardens by corporations pillaging every bit of information they can for money. That's all they've ever known. Uh, There's some meme I keep seeing floating around, like it's celebrating people that I was born on the internet or something and talking about, I, I learned this from Facebook, I learned that from Reddit, I learned this from Instagram, and I'm just like, all those things are harvesting your data and using it against you. And you're proud of that fact. So there's definitely some generational things we could discuss. here. You know, I think it kind of really is important to delineate that. So when, let me ask this. Do you think it is more or less likely for someone that's Gen X to give their address out casually than someone who's Gen Z?
1: Uh...
0: Just based upon what you know now of the generations.
1: I guess I would actually say yes. That was an or. How was that an or?
0: I asked if which do you think is more likely, Gen X or Gen Z? Maybe I should say X or. Which generation is more likely to give out their address casually, Gen X, X or Gen Z? There's no yes
1: answer. I, I, see, I thought you said X. Like, do you think X would more than? However. Okay. No.
0: So you're, you're saying Gen X would be more likely, you think? I
1: think so. Okay. Why is it? I think the younger generations, specifically Zoomers, have seen when shit goes sideways because somebody has put out too much information, and they've all that that person has had to deal with is a result.
2: Mm,
0: like if someone gets think, swatted or something.
1: Yeah, I think the I think the biggest problem is that they haven't conceptualized that it's online forever. I think they know that there's dangers. I think they're more aware of there's dangers, but I think that they have an intrinsic false belief of isolation of things years ago i was talking with somebody and they you know mentioned that they had there was some forum that they were a part of or 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 whatever and the the forum topic it wasn't anything bad but it wasn't something that they would you know casually tell everyone else about let's just put it that way right and i was like well you do realize that forums online and they're like, well, yeah, obviously. I was like, you do realize that I could just search for your username with that forum as the site and get all of your posts in like the ant- everything you've said in Google. And they're like, in a matter of seconds. Right. And they're like, no, 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 you'd have to be a member of the forum. I'm like, no, no, I wouldn't have no. to be because. And I showed them, I was like, you know, see here, look, I can search for your username. I can put in the site name. And oh, look, here's page and page and page and page and page. But yeah, if I want to click on it. You know, some of the sub forums that you posted in are private and I'd have to join the account. But the fact is, I can still read the preview because the whole site's being indexed by Google. Yep. And this person, did, my friend, they didn't realize that everything they had written on that forum had been indexed by Google so people could just yep. search for that. Yep. So I think that is maybe a contradiction with the the Zoomers is that they know the risk, but they don't understand how far and wide it goes, I think they view, and maybe this is an oversimplification and an overgeneralization, but I think they view small communities as insular, and they understand that inside that community, everything's going to be known, but they don't realize that it's not insular at all.
0: I think also there's, as a Gen Z kid or very, very early young adult,
2: probably don't have a
0: lot to lose, except your reputation. Like, you haven't started collecting... Probably don't have a house. You don't have a car, or you may not. I don't know. I would have to guess eleven. Someone who's fifty makes a mistake, gives out the information. They can they can lose their life savings. They can get attacked at their house. Or now I'm projecting a bit like too high, too too aggressive kind of things. But there's, they
2: have a lot more to lose. Wait, who, who are you saying? Than
1: someone who's very young. Oh, see, I disagree. Okay, I disagree. I think they don't realize it, but the younger people have far more to lose because they have their entire life ahead of them. And... Mm, and
0: that's a completely different viewpoint than
1: mine. And a tiny decision that was a dumb one can completely, depending on what it is, depending on the scenario, depending on the outcome, can completely change the outcome of their life. That's true. And because, yeah. you know, you and I could do stupid stuff online in the 90s, and it's probably no record and no of no one it. was watching. Right? Yeah. A. no one was watching. B even if someone was watching, there's probably not a record of it available because that was before all the insane indexing and data hoarding started. Whereas now, you know, you do something stupid when you're 14, you're living with that for the rest of your life. So when you're 44, that's still available uh, unless things drastically change and we do get, you know, right to be forgotten laws in the US. That will never actually work though. I mean, you know, Not to get into politics, but in the next 20 years, political campaigns are going to be hilarious because people are (laughs) going to, oh, you're running for, oh, you're running for, you know, governor or whatever. Oh, okay. let's see every single thing that you said when you were a teenager. Like, it's just going to be carnage. But
0: we're going to have to change this. You made a mistake 20 years ago. You're unelectable now.
1: Oh, I don't think I don't think that's what's going to happen.
0: I think I, we're
1: going to have to. No. I, because uh, everybody's
0: got things in their history. No, because I No think, one has a clean history. I
1: think this is the way that the people that are roughly in power now are going to stay in.
0: Ooh. Oh, I think I know where you're going with this, and I don't like because it. Because
1: they have a clean past because the internet didn't archive everything.
0: And they'll groom people to have clean
1: current presence. Well, not. I, I do think that is possible. But I think in the in the shorter term they're going to be able to be the only ones who look good when the oh, internet is scavenged for information so somebody uh, that's in there they don't have that way right. they so... don't they
0: don't have that trail and they have no so somebody's in
1: there. their 50s or 60s right now they don't have all that baggage that's online that's going to follow them so for the next 30 40 years maybe they can ride that because they're always going to look like the cleaner air quotes candidate compared to young upstarts that want to come in and, you know, shake up the system or whatever.
0: Okay, that's fair. I think, though, voters, I'm already getting this sense, voters are tired of the teardown. Just because someone had a bad idea 10 years ago doesn't mean they can't evolve. I don't, I don't... And I hope that voters are coming around to the idea that people's viewpoints can evolve, people can have a position that they then are educated as backwards or not progressive or whatever. You know, pick, pick your terms, I, I think right? that the
1: exact opposite is true. I think the hostility that we've seen in just general society, because it came out that somebody said something five years ago.
0: Weaponized Twitter. Right. Effectively.
1: I, I, that, they're not giving up that power. And I don't think society yeah. as a whole is going to be able to push back against that. I would like it to.
0: It's not in corporations' interests. In fact, it's in corporations' interests to drive that hatred, because hate gets clicks. Hate gets views. It's documented. It gets much more than love, than like, or, you know, Positive associations are good, but strong negative associations make your blood boil, and they're they're hotter, and they're more profitable. Profitable. So I think for there to be real, like, a sea change in this, it would have to be led by a corporation or some of these corporations that do the data collection that, that set the tone and said, yeah, you really, really screwed the pooch back here. You know? 2008, you said this really dumb thing very publicly, or you made that terrible Nazi joke on Twitter in 2011. That was really dumb. He've atoned. Let's go on. But there, no corporation's going to do that. That's, that's never going to happen. Well, i to say never. Highly unlikely to happen. Because the fomented unrest is too profitable.
1: And I mean, it doesn't even have to be something that extreme. You take, I think, the perfect example of this, actually, going, going back to the... Uh, this isn't too old. I mean, it is, but it's, it's not our old. Is Catherine Wayne. I don't remember that. Which was known online as Boxy. Oh. oh! She posted that some funny, goofy videos, you know, just being a goofball, and that's going to follow her for the rest of her life. Now, yep. she eventually got to the point where she realized, okay, I can't hide from this. I might as well lean into it. Because there was nothing you know bad or offensive about those videos. But it's still the fact that one decision completely changed the trajectory of her life and because of the age that those videos were done in you know hypothetically we're talking about politics if she runs for office those are going to come up they will and everybody's view of that is going to be different you're going to have zoomers that are going to look at that and be like oh this is so cringe
0: yeah yeah you're
1: going to have millennials that look at it with sort of a fondness maybe because oh yeah i remember when i was a kid at that age you're going to have the gen xers looking at going Okay, yeah, this is kind of funny, but this is also just stupid kid being dumb. But so, like,
0: because generational divides again. Yeah, yeah. I don't like like having to think about this generation's going to respond to that. First of all, I don't like identity politics. I don't like grouping people into those groups and then making a decision what that person will do based upon what their aggregate. Okay, I don't
1: group think that, that necessarily is identity I don't like politics that. because you do okay. have generational norms that exist because yes. of what they all cumulatively experienced growing up. Which is why there are so many stark differences between generations.
0: Okay, Careful. but what I don't care for is you're a millennial. That means you're lazy and you don't want to work hard and you don't listen to your superiors.
1: I think that's true. <laughs> <laughs>
0: On the <laughs> aggregate, maybe I don't. I don't have the data to back that up or not, but that's what I keep hearing.
1: I, I'm just. I'm just teasing. But, I mean. Okay. Yeah. Yes. You're kind of
0: part of this generation too, by the way. No, I'm not. Well, okay. So there's a theory that I've I've seen more and more pop up. That there may be this little estuary between Gen X and Millennial.
1: Uh, I wouldn't and call that. A, I think this is actually. I wouldn't call that a theory. Um, actually, I've brought it up before in prior episodes. Okay. Well. Um, because I've, I'm God, repeating you then. Long, I forget what episode it was, but I was contrasting the difference between myself and my brother. Right. I do. And really we're three years that. apart. Mm-hmm. But yet, the way we grew up and our experience as a teenager was vastly different. Right. But that's probably, that's probably a topic in and of its own to dig into. Probably. And explore, because I think there's a, there's a lot of nuance there. I agree. So, and
2: I think but, a lot of, of it, I, I just am not
0: comfortable with being tarred by the generational brush, personally. Therefore, Golden Rule says I shouldn't do that to other are people. Are you
1: admitting that you're a millennial, Jeff?
0: I No, actually, I'm, I consider myself part of that estuary. Between.
1: I don't have a term for it. I didn't ask what you identify as. I
0: don't know where you're going with this, and
1: I don't like it. I was just asking if you're admitting that you are a millennial. Not what you identify as, what you are.
0: I don't actually know the definition of millennial, now that I think about it.
1: Uh, That's a good question. I looked it up before. Because I have this debate with... um,
0: Well, I'm going to decline to answer the question, citing a lack of firm knowledge of what defines a millennial.
1: uh, Anyone born between... So this is the... Q research. Let's go with their definition. Uh, Anyone born between 1981 and 1996? Barely. So yes. That's why I say estuary. So yes.
2: There's, and maybe the fusion zone is a better way to put it.
0: The period between, I grew up and there was no internet, but I finished school and there was internet and you could find anything you wanted. Right? So I went from card catalogs to HotBot to Google. Or I, or I also really yeah.
1: applaud you dodging that question for the second time. But that's cool. Yeah.
0: I'm practicing to be a politician I, in my future, I guess. I, I
1: think uh, I think the non-answer is an answer. We're gonna go with that. Sure. Whatever. But yeah, there's 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 overlap. Not that I'm going to acknowledge that nuance when we talk because I'm gonna constantly Because <laughs> part of it is part
0: of the fun is gigging me. I get it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just like on the Feedback episodes when you line me up and
1: just like, batter up! I would never do that. I would never, never You'd do that. never do that. Never yeah, do yeah. that.
2: hmm
1: Except... Repeatedly. You know, all the time.
0: All the time. Well, it's, it's entertaining, and I encourage you to do it because it is entertaining, and I like it. It's unfortunate that I'm not nearly as good at returning that fire.
1: See? That no, no, you're just no. I think really, this is a perfect... You're really squirrely. It's hard to hit you with things. See, I think this is a perfect delineation and an example of the difference between an Xer and a Y. A, a Gen X and a millennial. I think we had to think fast on our feet. And I think you guys, you, get, you get kind of got to slack a little. I think just, just, saying, I'm just putting that out
0: there. When you're done, let me know. I'm just going to tune out.
1: Oh, so I can just keep going for the next 20 minutes and you'll uh, you'll keep quiet as he takes a long sip from his drink and another long sip.
2: Oh, are you done yet? No,
1: nah, I can keep going. Are you going to keep going? Um. Well, actually, no. Okay, so I can resume the conversation now. I'm, I'm bored of you now.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. This has become much more aggressive than most of our episodes. Wow. How about we uh, cycle back up to the initial premise and kind of tie off the generational thing to the privacy thing. Okay. We kind of, we've kind of danced around it. We've talked about some portions of it, but I, I honestly think that, um, yeah... Your earlier assessment that having grown up with it, having grown up with the internet and been part of those communities, you see what happens when you get doxxed or you see what happens when something goes wrong and you don't want that to happen to you. And yet there's so many gullible Zoomers and so
2: many gullible young millennials that willingly volunteer information and sign up, sign up for our app. Why do, why does every single corporation need to have an app or multiple apps?
0: Because
1: they want that data. Yeah.
0: That's, that's the real reason why. There's so much money in the data and the aggregate and uh, putting the information together. And it's it's hilarious to me when you're looking at it, like, what is this app supposed to do? Like the Costco app. I go to Costco. And they've been advertising, if you have an app, you get that Costco app, then
2: you don't have to have your Costco ID with you.
0: Oh. Okay. That's helpful, I guess. But my Costco ID is on the back
2: of a card. So, and the card is what I use to buy things at Costco, so I don't really need that. And what else is there? Like, what other things could Costco, what benefits?
0: I guess a lot of it is uh, letting you know about what's on sale, right? And maybe you point your thing at a a product and it looks it up and says, we can ship this to you from our online store. Because they don't actually connect the online Costco market to in person, Costco's like you can't look at the inventory of a local Costco from online. There's... Yeah,
1: they're just not exposing it.
0: Yeah, no, it's it's deliberate. Each Costco is like its own little kingdom. It's, I'm sure they know, like they have those numbers. They have systems in the back. They are not exposing it to the end users, which is un, un- uncommon. And they deal in high bulk and they keep their item count down to a manageable number. More more so, though, I would think than say like Target or Walmart that just has everything but they've made the choice not to share the data, which is kind of infuriating. Anyway, stepping back a couple of times, times, why, I, I don't install apps. And I've talked about it in the past. I don't install apps if I don't need to. I especially don't install apps for department stores or, or any kind of store, retail store where I'm walking around because I know exactly what they're doing there. That's the Bluetooth low energy pings. They want to know where you are in the store and they can ping They have these little Bluetooth receivers. I think I've mentioned this in a previous episode. And they send a little ping out. And anybody who's got the app on their phone, it gets the Bluetooth low-energy ping. And it's got an ID. And the application says, oh, I know what that ID
2: is, and responds. I don't think you have talked about it. Oh, okay. So I don't know where it is between theory and fact. I've
0: seen evidence of it. I've read about it. I've heard about it on podcasts. But like
2: um, Target, you get the Target app. And Target will place Bluetooth transceivers all over their store. And
0: they'll send little pings out. And the Bluetooth low energy is a passive thing. Like it kind of receives, your phone is listening on the Bluetooth stack for all the low energy traffic that's coming in. And any application on your phone can subscribe to, if you see a ping with this ID, tell me, effectively. So the apps are, are looking for certain pings. And as long as you get a hit off of two or three Bluetooth transceivers, you can kind of triangulate where in the store someone is. So you can be looking at cereal and walk away. And then within two minutes, your app delivers a coupon for General Mills cereal. you are like, hmm, I was just looking at cereal. That's kind of creepy.
1: God, I wish that was actually like legit and it happened because I would game the crap out of that.
0: That does happen
1: go stand in the cereal aisle for five minutes because I need to buy cereal and then intentionally leave and go somewhere else. And, oh, look, I got a coupon for the thing I needed to buy anyway. Yeah. Well, so it's
0: the same thing. kind of like you put something in your cart and then walk away and then it's a coupon for the thing within a day and then you go buy it. I do that. Sometimes works. No, it, it, this happens. This is not theoretical. I know it happens. And every time I see another retail store wanting you to download their app with Specious benefits at best. Basically, attention is the coin of the realm, and these apps are a good way to steal some additional
1: attention from you. Okay, so Jeff, my question for you is then, why have you not gamed that system and bought some cheap $40 Android phone that doesn't have a plan, but you sign up with on Wi-Fi so that you can actually download and install all the apps, and then use that specifically for just shopping or whatever? And it doesn't actually, it's not tied to you in any way.
0: I have seriously thought about doing that and just decided I didn't, it was not a priority for me to do so. Because I don't, I don't really do
2: sales, which is not to say, oh, it's on sale, I'm not going to buy it. But just like, I just,
0: I don't like being advertised to. I jealously guard my attention for reasons that I've previously discussed. And so any kind of advertising tends to jar me, takes my focus away from what I'm thinking about to what they want me to think about. And I resent that. So anything that intrudes in my life and takes that focus away from me i try to eliminate and it's how i can make it through life with a very loud brain for lack of a better way to put it because if i was trying to respond to all the things that demand interaction especially the modern phone experience it's like everything is trying to keep you to keep you engaged constantly and i can't live life like that so i don't really want to step into that world even though i have a reasonable certainty
2: that I could do so safely with that connecting accounts. But I just don't want to do that. I don't have really have a good answer other that I don't want to. Why haven't you? Oh, you didn't know about it? No. I'm, Are you going to go and no, do it I now? Didn't, I didn't now that you I know, didn't about know this? that
1: you could get discounts that way. Well, okay, so that, that's an extreme example. As far as do I have a phone that has stuff on it that's not tied to me? It would probably be poor wisdom of me to acknowledge that publicly. I wouldn't
2: ask you such a thing, except you just did. No, I didn't. You just asked me nope, if I did. I didn't it. ask that. You must have forgotten what I said.
1: Okay, listeners, don't rewind this uh, this episode and listen to Jeff ask me the thing that he claims he didn't <laughs> ask me.
0: Don't do that at all. <laughs> anyway, I think um, I have seriously thought about doing it. You don't even need... No, you don't want to use an old phone because that IMEI is still tied to things. So you would need something completely fresh, like go to Walmart and walk in and get a $30 phone, like you're saying. Yeah, I've thought about just having a burner phone or two around for various purposes. Like, to go to a concert, and I'm worried my phone would be stolen, but I still need a
2: phone. Bring the burner. Or something like this. Here, I would probably, for this instance, I would take the SIM out. So it's just... um
0: Oh, let's say this. At the end of the day, if the phone ever has service for the SIM, you must give information for that. You have to give them an ID, I believe. The FBI or something now requires that every phone sign up, has some kind of physical ID check attached to it, such that the information is real. Because
2: they want to be able to trace it back to somebody.
1: Yeah, that's why you buy one used off of some used selling site.
2: Oh. Have you ever done that?
1: I'm not going to confirm or deny. Of course I would never ask you. Of course not. <laughs>
0: okay, now you got me thinking about what would it take to do all this? It wouldn't it wouldn't be very hard.
1: It's not hard, dude. You go on eBay, no. you buy an old phone, you never stick a SIM card in it. You just connect to a generic Wi-Fi somewhere, create a bogus Yeah. Gmail Don't even account. connect to your
0: own Wi-Fi. No. Yeah. So I would I would want a phone that I could feel confident that the Wi-Fi was actually off. And I would never turn it on.
1: But no, you just turn the phone off before you go in your house.
0: Okay. And then I would want it to be a phone that I could rip the battery out of.
1: Yeah, and you leave I it I would your wait car. to leave the house. No, you'd never take it in your house, dude. You leave it in your car.
0: Even if it's in your car, your car is parked outside your house. You're kind of giving away where you are. You
1: turn it off before you get home, and then you stick it in the glove box.
0: See, I'm then... not confident that turning it off actually disables the location tracking.
1: Are you saying you haven't turned your glove box into a Faraday cage?
0: Not recently.
1: Jeff, I'm ashamed of you.
2: There's things in the glove box. It's Texas. Draw your own conclusion.
1: So what's the problem with having a Faraday cage? You can open and close those, man.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, um,
1: I don't have a good answer and by the me. way, now that I know where you keep the M&Ms, next time I'm in your truck, I'm going to get <laughs> some.
0: Uh-uh, no, no, there is no chocolate in the truck, because that shit
1: melts. I was, I was giving you a cover for what yeah, else you know. might have in your glove box.
0: Okay. I don't actually have anything in my glove box. I was making that up. Okay. It's, There's it's, a nice space for it, though. That's where he it
1: keeps, clearly... keeps his dildo. It's, it's... Now everybody knows.
0: <laughs> no, actually, I keep uh, the little car air fresheners in that little spot. It's a great spot for it. So. But it's, it's a very conspicuously placed right above the glove box, behind the glove box door. It's just, it's just this little area, and it looks suspiciously like the right size for a Hmm.
2: That's not an accident, I think. So. Anyway, I It's a good thing you don't tell people where they
1: live where you live, because now they could come take it. Like I said, I don't actually have a truck. No, they could take your dildo that you're hiding there, that's what I'm saying.
2: Oh, well they could go ahead and take that, I guess. (laughs) The thing that doesn't exist. (laughs) Where does get one get the... Never, no, 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 I'm
0: not asking that. Nope, we're not going down that road. No, 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 no. So,
1: if the listeners have feedback and they want to tell Jeff uh, where you can get that, <laughs> you can email in.
0: I, I actually would be fascinated to learn. There's <laughs> a good place to get one of those. Boy, we got really far afield from the original topic.
1: I, I believe the internet is, like, the best answer, actually.
0: Right, yeah, but then I have to search, and that leaves a, that leaves a digital wake-up. I searched for a dildo. Hmm. Well,
1: you just do it at the public library.
0: Yeah, exactly. So all these things... And maybe what it really boils down to is, yes, I could do all these things, but I'm too lazy to. And I just decide I would rather not put that effort out and just kind of not
1: have that thing. See, if you want your privacy, Jeff, you have to put the effort out.
0: Right. But I do the passive privacy thing by just not going after those opportunities. Right? I don't put the apps on my phone. I don't... Yeah, I could get the, the standalone burner that's not attached to me in any way and do that application thing. But I just don't. I don't... um Besides, if it's, got no, if it's got no SIM in it, then why would it work at a grocery store for them to deliver me the discount? Unless I'm on their public Wi-Fi that they've got accessible. It's just it's not worth the effort to me.
1: Mm. One of these days we'll have to have a conversation about the difference between passive privacy and active privacy.
0: Yes, we will. Maybe next episode. Although I think two privacy episodes back-to-back would probably be too much.
1: Yeah, and I think we should dig into the generational thing for the next one.
0: Oh, yeah, probably.
1: There's, there's a lot there.
2: Yeah.
0: So maybe uh, listeners have some feedback to give about this episode. We we kind of covered a lot of ground. And maybe reserve some of that feedback, especially if it's something a comment about the generational thing. We'll probably record a generational episode very soon. Maybe hang on to the feedback until after you hear that. We might address your question or bring up your point. Or not. I mean, if you want to go ahead, maybe go ahead and submit, and we'll use your submission as fodder for our discussion. You know, maybe. We have lots of ways to contact us. Probably the easiest is to email jt at minddripmedia.com or submit, uh, if you go down to the bottom of the Fireside page, there is a little contact or submission form that also goes to his email. You can also hop on either our Telegram channel or our Matrix channel, which are linked. They've been having some problems of late. The, The linkage between the two is breaking a little bit. We don't know why, but they are still one community. And you can ask your questions or have discussion on either, and it will get passed across. And lots of ways to contact us. We'd love to hear from you about any of the things that we covered in this podcast. JT, you any final thoughts?
1: Uh, be excellent to each other.